0: You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. I'm just going to get into this. The title of this message is Izzy. Izzy? I don't know. I don't know where these titles come from. (laughs) But. We're going to look at some things. Look in Matthew chapter 6. Let's start in verse 7. Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and he says, And when you are praying, do not use meaningless reputation as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. And I'm going to tell you right now, being a pastor... I'm just going to tell you, never ask a pastor to pray over dinner if you want to eat a hot meal. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. That's free advice. That's free advice, Matt. (laughs) Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Verse 9. Pray then in this way Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now let's just stop right there because we've made this prayer a repetitious prayer. And we just pray it and we just really never understand what we're praying because we've made it a repetitious prayer and some meaningless words. So my question is, is he hallowed? Come on, we're, we're just going to break this down just for a moment. And we're going to look at some of the names of God. And Mark, on Wednesday night, I'm telling you, if you, didn't, if you were not here last Wednesday go online, it's going to be on there, but you've got to watch Mark's series that he is doing. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it was profound. Mark talked about clearing up our filter so that we can see the world, the, what, how we see and view the world. There's an old stat out there And 2020 is probably, this was, this stat was before 2020. Which I thought it was, nothing is ever by coincidence. 2020 is what we want to be able to see, right? We want to see 2020. We want good vision 2020. 2020 cleared up our vision of light and dark of the foolishness of what's going on, and it peeled back the layers of the lack of faith in the body of Christ. Not only did it show us dark and light, but it showed us how, how much lack of faith was in the body of Christ. And the stat is that 80% of Americans call themselves Christians, but only 1% actually believe the Bible's relevant for everyday life. That's a problem. That's because our filter in how we view the world, we don't have a biblical worldview. We We don't see this as absolute truth anymore. That's a problem. That clouds our vision of how we see things. That's how from the mid 80s till now, we have have generations now that have been taught choice, preference. What is your truth? That's a problem. Huge problem. Because it ain't your truth. Your ways are not his ways. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. And so it has skewed and it has clouded our view of what's really going on. And quite frankly, it has ushered in enormous amount of confusion. When you have a generation that identifies as a cat, come on, There is a school here in Houston that allowed a kid to identify as a cat and meowed the whole time and passed. How's that happen? It's because we're confused. And we don't have a absolute truth, so we don't have a biblical worldview. And so here we are. So we find ourselves behind and lacking in some real bare down, face in the wind, deep rooted faith in God's word. The names of God hold the truth of who he is. Hallowed be thy name. The names of God holds the truth of who he is. In Exodus 14 I mean, Exodus 3, verse 14, here's what it says. Then Moses, hold on, let me get there. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. They included us, to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been done to you in Egypt. I love that part. God's concerned about us and what's going on in this world. God's not just up there wringing his hands trying to figure out how he's going to pull this off. No. God shows up to Moses and he's, there's this bush burning on a mountain. Remember, nothing is coincidence, nothing is done by accident that God doesn't make a statement. This bush that's burning on this mountain, I don't know how long it burned, but it was long enough that Moses finally said, I need to go check this out. There's a bush up there that's burning and it ain't burned up. And so right off the bat, God reveals himself as it burns Yet it remains. It does not diminish. Think about that. This thing kept burning and it didn't diminish and it remained the whole time. How odd that must have been. We read that now, we really don't think that much about it, but it never went away, it remained. Listen, science, Mark said this Wednesday, science is not a bad thing. But when they start trying to pervert it for their agenda, then it becomes a bad thing. Come on. They want to follow the science right up until it removes them from power. The name... The names of God, they're hallowed. Hallowed be thy name. And it holds the truth of who he is. God in the Old Testament is, and this is what cracks me up about the song that we sing. The breath in my lungs. Right? What how does it go? You're the breath in my lungs. We pour, it's your your breath. There it goes. It's your breath in my lungs. The name Yahweh, it's breath. Yahweh, Yahweh. It's an inhale and an exhale. Yahweh. That's how you say it in Hebrew. Yahweh. It's actually breath. It takes a breath. An inhale and an exhale. I thought that was good. (laughs) Or Jehovah. It's from the verb to be. Meaning simply but profoundly. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. That's God. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. This is my name forever in all generations. In other words, you're not going to define God. God defines himself. And so when we sing these songs declaring how good God is, that's because God already defined who he is. Come on now. This is what God's awakening up in us of how might, because for the most part, we have kept God at a distance in American church culture. We've kept him at a distance that he is just there for us to come up and say a prayer, and then wait to go to heaven when he is wanting to have a personal relationship with you and walk you through everyday life cleaning up the mess of the bad decisions that we made. Come on. God in the burning bush was a statement of who he was. The name I am who I am signals the truth that nothing else defines who God is but God himself. And there's a song and in there there's a line that says, Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? See, we have to believe that nothing is impossible with God. Especially today. Because what happens is, is if we, we've allowed the devil to debate us on the Word of God, whether God still heals, whether God still hears, whether God still talks to us, whether God still, come on, does miracles, whether God can fit, we still allow the enemy to debate us on that. When God's Word is clear, He never changes. I am who I am, and I will be who I will be forever to all generations. That's a powerful statement. And you know what? God can't lie. God can't lie. So God can fix and redeem and restore everything that the enemies tried he is concerned about us. Even in our unfaithfulness, God says, I'm concerned about you. I want you to. I want to take you to the promises. I want to take. The promises of God are amen. Come on. What he says, he does. It's just who he is. Hebrews eleven six takes on a whole new meaning. Takes on a whole new meaning, and without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. So my question again is: Is He? Is He? The God of impossibilities. Is his name hallowed? Is he that great I am who was, who is, who is to come, who will always be? Come on. Yahweh is the all powerful and sovereign God who alone defines himself, and establishes truth for his creatures and works for their salvation. He wants to work for our salvation. When the vowels of Adonai were attached to the consonant Yahweh in the medieval period, the word Jehovah resulted. So now we got Jehovah, Jehovah. In the names of God, Jehovah-Jireh. The name is translated as the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. God defined himself as our provider to Abraham. Listen, Abraham is directed by God to sacrifice the promised son in order to see if he was going to be obedient. God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And in Genesis 22, Abraham built an altar to God and said, the Lord is my provider. Because God provided a sacrifice because of his obedience to work out and walk out the process. Come on. Because in Genesis 22, God finally said, Indeed, I will. He called him in chapter 12, but it wasn't until 22 when he had his obedience that he said, I will. Come on, a lot of times we never get to the provision because we don't stay the course. Because our culture of church has been lacking in that kind of faith. To understand the name. To understand everything that surrounds God being our provider. Because God's just not working just to provide all your needs. He's working to get you to the next level to be able to handle what he's called you to. That's what he's providing for. Come on, man. That's that bear down faith. That's not that, oh, well, begging God. No, stand up, declare, God, you're my provider, even when you don't see it. Even when you have to stick your chin in the wind and bear down and believe when you can't see it, when you can't hear it, when you don't feel like it, when you don't feel like, thank you, when you don't feel like praising God, it says offer up a sacrifice of praise. Come on. Abraham had to believe The whole time he said, go three days and I'll show you this mountain. Abraham takes his only son that he'd been waiting on, the son of promise, and he takes and he begins to go. And he's looking at that mountain the whole time. Don't you think for one minute the devil didn't come going, what are you doing? You're fixing to sacrifice this boy that you've been waiting on for a hundred years? He had to keep walking. Come on. And the whole time, he's got that mountain in view. He gets there. Isaac says, Dad, I see the wood. I've been toting this fire. But I don't know where the sacrifice is. Come on, son. You come with me. Abraham had already made up his mind that God was going to provide. Come on, man. Randy, what are you doing? Good to see you. Listen. God... Is our provider, even when we don't see it. He just kept walking, kept believing, kept pushing through. Come on. God defined Himself. Jehovah Nisi. The name means the Lord is my banner. When Moses got them out of the promised land and they are headed or got them out of Egypt and headed to the promised land. They come up against Amalek. Amalek was a grandson of Esau. Esau sold his birthright and now his grandson come on man is coming to fight against the people whose God is the God of Abraham Isaac Isaac was Esau's brother no Isaac was this had two sons Jacob and Esau Jacob got the birthright over a bowl of beans come on and now the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are headed to the promise, and the enemy's gonna to try to stop them again. There's people who will try to get you to forfeit, come on, your birthright. There's people who will try, who are willing to sell their birthright for a bowl of beans who just want to say a prayer and wait to go to heaven. Come on, on, man. Y'all got to hear me here. Who want to get in endless, mindless words of reputation. Come on. And tell you, you don't have to be. Come on now. So here's Amalek, comes out fighting, Moses said, I'm going to station myself and I'm going to hold the staff of God up. That's what he says. So Moses is up on the mountain. Aaron and her, his brothers are there with him. And he told Joshua, you go fight. And as long as Moses was holding the staff up, Joshua was winning. But when Moses' arms got tired, come on, then Amalek would start to prevail against Joshua and his army. And so Aaron and her propped Moses up on a rock and then held his arm up so that they could win. Come on, there's going to be people that are willing to sit with you and hold the banner, who are willing to rally. See, that's what it meant. The Lord is my banner. And what that means is you would see armies that they would have flags. And they, those flags would represent royalty. Come on. They would represent a standard. They would also represent what we're fixing to use as weapons. Come on. The Lord is my banner. He is my weapon. He's the one we rally to, He's the one that's going to fight this battle. Come on. The Lord is my banner. Jehovah Shalom. The phrase means the Lord is peace. Now, God defined himself to Gideon when the Midianites had done, came in and chased the Israelites and oppressed them On their own land, they sinned against God. They opened themselves up to attack from the Midianites and the Midianites began to prevail against Israel. And now Israel is living in caves and holes and every time they raise a crop, the Midianites would come in and they would steal their produce, they would wipe their produce out, Come on, have you ever been there? Feel like you're just earning money and putting in pocket with holes? Gideon is down in a wine vat thrashing out his wheat, hiding, trying to bring in a produce. And the Lord shows up. He says... Peace to you. He said, he said Yo, mighty men of valor. <laughs> mighty men of valor. Here's a guy hiding. Let me tell you something. What's the Lord trying to call out of right. us exactly right. in this time? The Lord's trying to call out those men of valor, those women of valor, Come on. And here's what the angel told Gideon. The Lord said, Peace to you, do not fear. Then he told him, You shall not die. Come on, we know the story. God whittled down his army to from 20 something thousand, which was not enough. He was going against the Midianites who you couldn't even number. They couldn't even count them all. There was so many down there, and all Gideon had was twenty thousand. And God said, uh, "It's too many." Okay, Dave would have had to hear, "Peace to you. You ain't gonna die. I got my. I got my." Come on, you hear what I'm saying? I'd be bold then. Yeah, okay, I don't know what about you guys. He didn't say nothing about y'all but me. I'm good. But he had to take 300 guys against an army that you couldn't even count and they had to stand there with a torch and a clay pot and shout at the army with weapons, a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. That's not much of a plan. And it takes faith and it takes peace to be able to stand there without fear because fear is what caused that army to destroy each other. And all this fear-mongering that's going on in our society right now, they're going to destroy each other, and they already are. Come on. They already are. News flash. Biden ain't running for president. They're already devouring him. Come on. They will devour each other. We just got to know that He is our peace. In the midst of all this foolishness, He's our provider. Come on. The government ain't your provider. God is. I don't care if I have to set a pot on the table or on the stove and thank you, Lord, that you're going to fill it up. That's where I'm at. Yeah, let me tell you, he has done that in our house. Listen, these aren't just things that I'm telling you that, oh, I hope this turns out this way. No, we didn't have any groceries. We had six boys on the ranch with us and we didn't have groceries. We didn't have money for groceries. It wasn't that we didn't have groceries. We didn't have money for groceries. And I looked down the road and here comes a truck and a cargo trailer drove down the road a half a mile into the ranch and said, hey, we're here to to help. God sent us here. We heard what you're doing and we're here to help. We're doing a bull riding school and I'm thinking he's there wanting to do something to support the school. And I kind of milled around there for a while and he finally stopped me. He put his hand on my shoulder and he goes, no, you don't understand. I don't even know. They were from some other state and I can't even remember their name. He, and he, Yeah, I don't even know how he found us. Yeah, he put his hand on, our shoulder, on my shoulder and he says, no, you don't understand. God sent us here for you and the boys in that bunkhouse, what do you need? I said, we need groceries. He said, there you go. There you go. Now you're understanding. God sent me here for you. And I had no money to buy groceries And God, out of nowhere, Jehovah Jireh showed up in a town of 300 people to buy us groceries. So don't tell me he can't. I'm not just telling you stuff that I don't know about. I'm telling you stuff I lived. Come on. God is my provider God is my peace. When 2020 happened and we just took out the loan for this building and then the world shut down, I never even, twice. I never not one time did I ever go, "Oh my God, how am I going to make the payment? Not one time. Why? Because I knew God was my provider. He had already prepared me as I was headed to the mountain. Come on. As I'm walking this thing out, God already prepared me for this day, but He prepared me 20 something years ago for it. God's always looking over the mountain that we're facing, God's always looking past the giant for the provision. Come on, man. you got to keep walking it out. Jehovah Shema. Now look, I don't have to understand or know how to say these names. I just got to know what they mean. All right? The phrase expresses the truth that the Lord is there. And it's referring... To the prophet Ezekiel when God was restoring back Jerusalem, when the people had messed up and they were in exile in Babylon, Ezekiel began to see the city, how it should be set up, the gates, the And all the provision, all the things in the temple, everything to restore back Jerusalem like it was supposed to be. And the very last line of Ezekiel's prophecy. And listen, Ezekiel wasn't your normal prophet. He was out there, man. He did some of the craziest things to burn the message and the prophecies in the people's brain so that they wouldn't forget it. I mean, this cat rolled up a scroll and ate it one time. He would do some wild things. That's right. He would moan and he would groan just like that to get people's attention and would burn it into their brain what God was fixing to do and that God was going to restore this thing. God was going to fix their mess and rebuild it. Come on. I'm not sitting around dooming and glooming it. Oh, Jesus, come back. No, I'm on to occupy. I'm going to keep walking to my mountain. Come on. Whether he comes back in five minutes or whether he comes back in a thousand years, I don't care. I'm gonna do what I do right now. So don't come at me with all this end time prophecy stuff. I don't care. Don't know nothing about it. What I do know, any anybody can can anybody tell me when he's coming back? That's the best answer I've ever heard. I don't know when that is. I don't care. I have to be obedient to occupy and do what God's called us to do right here, right now. Come on, are y'all with me? Because we get so bogged down in all this other stuff and it it robs us of peace. It robs you of all the other names that God defined himself as. Provider. Come on. So wherever there is, God's there. Doesn't matter where there is, God's there. I love that. God is there. Ah, <laughs> oh, here comes one of them good ones. Jehovah Tishbahu Gazanta. <laughs> <laughs> it means, and it's translated, the Lord of hosts. And we first see it in 1 Samuel. And what it means host, an army of servants. It's a mass of persons, soldiers waiting upon war. Oh, my Lord. What? We think Jesus is this frail, floating on a cloud, Couldn't ain't got no calluses, just kind of, Blow him over, and you know, I don't know how. I mean, every is he walking around petting a sheep? You know, that's the dumbest definition. Define that's man trying to define who my king is. That ain't my king. I can't, you can't even find that guy in there. No, man. He was a carpenter and not the Home Depot Lowe's carpenter. The carpenter that goes, cuts a tree down and mills it carpenter. That carpenter. That's a bad cat. That's not somebody that's fragile. You hear what I'm saying? (laughs) Do that for a little while. Not the ring, not that guy. That guy. Let's just get all this in the right perspective because we like a sterile Christianity. And let me tell you something. This may shock some of y'all. The grace and mercy of God is not as sterile as you think. When it reached, when grace, when grace found me, I was smoking dope, drinking, running, and laying in an arena with my guts on fire. That's when grace found me. It reached through all that muck in the mire and pulled me out, peanut. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Not when I got it all together. That's right. That's right. I was so far from having it all together. And let me tell you, I still ain't together. Know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, the Amazon driver has found out I ain't all together. Ah! Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? He was there in that arena. He was there. He's there in your life. He's there. He is the host. He is the host. Here's what's so sad to me is that we have a mirrored that you can't count an army waiting for dispatch to minister to us. Elisha told his servant who come in and said, "Uh, hey boss, (laughs) army's out here to get us. He said, boy, don't worry about them. There's more of us than there is of them. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the servant of the prophet went out of the tent and he looked on the mountains, and you couldn't count them the chariots of fire and the soldiers surrounding. I got it, man. We're good. (laughs) You know? 2020 is opening our eyes to see that there's more of us than there is of them. Yes. You, Awake my soul and sing. I'm not sure praise and worship is not going to get more intense. Let's use intense. <laughs> I like the word intense. Kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Okay, maybe we will get a little violent in our praise, in our worship. Come on. Jehovah Elohi Israel. <laughs> the name means Lord God of Israel and it appears in Isaiah, Jeremiah and the Psalms other names similar to this are Nitze Israel the strength of Israel Abber Yisrael and I'm telling you these ain't right what I'm saying <laughs> but what they mean is the mighty one of Israel hallowed be thy name listen these are all reminders of how God defined himself that he is the God of the church he's the head of the church he come on he's the strength he's our strength he is the mighty hand. He come on. All these names are who God is. Names that came from God when he moved in their lives. And for us. I am who I am. No one defines God but God himself. Not the world or doctrines of demons or traditions of men. Come on. Father, He's a provider, banner, over me, rallying point, standard, raised of a royal family. He's peace. He's the boss of my peace. Who is the boss of your peace? Come on. Who's the boss of your peace? He's always there. Wherever there is, there's him. He's there. He's the host, the one who surrounds us in battle. This is how I find my balance. Come on. All these are important in who God is. And we need to know this to clear up our perspective filter. How we inwardly view God is very important so that we can clearly see by faith come on that nothing is impossible the names are who he is it's his character it's his divine nature he is our beginning and he is our history he is our beginning and he is our history we don't have to know All how to say these, we just have to understand what they mean. God is who He is, and He will be who He will be. See, we aren't perfect. We aren't perfect. He is, and God doesn't use perfect men. He just uses those who are willing. Thomas Jefferson. Let me just give you a little history. Y'all got time? Thomas Jefferson, when the Americas were being formed, Thomas Jefferson asked Napoleon, hey, let me buy New Orleans, the port. Napoleon apparently needed some cash. He said, why don't I just sell you the whole Louisiana territory? which went from New Orleans all the way up into the Dakotas. And then the only thing left was going to be the Rockies in California. It was a brilliant move. A brilliant move. Because Thomas Jefferson, under divine, come on, man, had the vision that if America was going to be an individual, a place where individuals could own land, we were going to have to take that from the French and take California and the west of the Rockies from the Mexican Spain or whoever was controlling it. So he had the vision. Listen, Thomas Jefferson had never been 50 miles from his home birthplace, but yet had the vision to see way out west and say, we've got to have it from control from the Atlantic to the Pacific. That wasn't just him. He'd never been more than 50 miles from his home birthplace. God didn't use perfect men. He used guys who were willing. And in the whole history of America, you see God in it. You see his uh, providence. It's amazing. And you want to know why they keep trying to strip our history so that we don't see Jehovah Jireh so we don't see Jehovah Shalom so we don't see Jehovah Nietzsche Jehovah (laughs) Shih come on are y'all with me Colossians 1 let's go there Mark went there Wednesday and just dropped this boulder in my spirit When he read this, there is a what's it called? Mark lanolin. It's called lanolin. It's a cell in our bodies. What doesn't matter. Can't say. It's what holds. (laughs) Is it? It's what holds us. I should never ask him anything. It's what holds us together. If you really want to hear the science of all this, come on Wednesdays. It's the one cell that holds us all together. And when they looked at it, it was a cross. Unbelievable. Colossians chapter one, verse thirteen. So when the world is coming at you, listen. When the world's coming at you, trying to define and ask, "Who's God? Who's this God? What's it, How do you know? What do you?" Because you know? that's what they're doing. Verse thirteen: For He delivered us from the dominion of darkness. Transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And you could break that down to the dominion and rule of his son. The banner, ooh, come on. The rallying point, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, come on. He transferred us out of this darkness into. the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And he is the image of the invisible God. (laughs) Oh, man. The firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth. Visible and invisible. The things that you can't see. The things that you can see. Our God created. Our God created it. Let's keep reading. whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. And he is, oh man, before all things and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning of, the firstborn from the dead so that he himself might come to have first place in everything. That he may have first place in everything. Y'all stand with me. this Jesus. That's why we worship the way we worship. That's why we praise the way we praise. That's why we honor Him because His name is hallowed. Hallowed be Thy name. So when a prayer of the Lord's prayer is said, it's not just something that you are just repetitiously saying. What you are saying is when you say, hallowed be thy name, what you're saying is you're my provider. You are my peace. You are there in the midst of wherever there is. You are the banner that I rally to when the enemy's coming against me. You hold all this together. Come on. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. So when it seems like life is running off the rails. You got a name. Come on. Puts it back on the track. When life just seems to be, come on, like you got concrete boots on. Like you just can't quite. Come on, he is your peace that surpasses all understanding. Listen, God's proved. God has defined himself as your provider, as your peace, as your rallying point, a place to come together. Man, God is that good. And you know what I love about it? He says, for all generations, forever, this is who I am. Amen. Father, we come to you. We can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough that you are I am. And you will always be I am. We thank you that you have been there for us for thousands of generations. Lord, we thank you that your word is true. We give you the praise. We give you all the glory for what you're gonna do here in Liberty County. We pray against the strongholds in Liberty County that are trying to come against this county of abuse Lord bring it to light we call it out and Lord we thank you and we declare Liberty County free and out of darkness Lord let it be transferred into your kingdom and we thank you for revival let it break out in Liberty County in Jesus name Amen Amen love y'all see you